Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. Celeste, did you get the recent security updates from Apple? They've patched two vulnerabilities that were being actively exploited. Yes, I did. It's a bit disconcerting, isn't it? The vulnerabilities were in WebKit, the engine that powers Safari and other apps. It's scary to think that hackers could remotely plant malicious code. Like spyware, right? And these are zero-day vulnerabilities, meaning Apple had no time to fix the issue before it was exploited. It's a race against time in these situations. Exactly. And it's not just iOS and iPadOS that were affected, but also macOS. Apple's rolled out updates across the board, including for Safari. But the big question is... Who's behind these exploits? Right. Google's threat analysis group was the one to disclose the vulnerability, but they haven't attributed the exploitation to any specific malicious actor or government. Apple and Google are keeping mum on the details. This isn't the only zero-day vulnerability making headlines, though. Google patched one in Chrome recently. They admitted that an exploit for the vulnerability was in the wild. But they were quick to act, weren't they? Absolutely. Google's Maddie Stone mentioned that the Chrome bug was fixed within four days. And Apple wasn't far behind, fixing the bug reported by Google's researchers in just under a week. It's a good reminder to always keep our devices updated, isn't it? Absolutely. Security is a never-ending battle in the digital world. Speaking of which, TechCrunch has reported some other security-related news. There were security flaws in court record systems used in five U.S. states, exposing sealed documents and Fidelity National Financial's week-long outage due to a cyber attack. It seems to be contained now, but it's a stark reminder of the vulnerabilities that exist. And let's not forget about the founder of spyware maker hacking team getting arrested for attempted murder. It's been a wild week in the world of tech security. From the constant cat and mouse game of tech security, let's now shift our gaze towards the skies. It seems there's a space opera unfolding featuring some of the biggest players in the tech industry. Let's dive into the latest developments with Amazon's Project Kuiper. So, Celeste, Amazon's Project Kuiper is making headlines again, this time with a surprising twist. They've bought three Falcon 9 launches from none other than SpaceX. This comes just a couple of months after Amazon was sued for not even considering SpaceX in its first round of launch contracts. Talk about a change of tune, huh? Indeed, James. It's like a space opera, isn't it? Amazon's mega constellation project, Project Kuiper, is planning to deploy over 3,000 satellites in low Earth orbit. The FCC has mandated that at least half of those satellites need to be up there by 2026. That's a tight deadline, and it seems Amazon is feeling the heat. Absolutely. To meet that deadline, Amazon had secured up to 83 launches from Arian Space, Blue Origin, and United Launch Alliance last year. That's a lot of rocket fuel and a lot of money. We're talking billions of dollars here. But then... Wait, James. Let's not gloss over the elephant in the room. Amazon, a company known for its meticulous approach to business, somehow overlooked SpaceX, arguably the most successful rocket company on the planet. That decision led to a lawsuit from Amazon shareholders, the Cleveland Bakers and Teamsters Pension Fund. Right you are, Celeste. The lawsuit alleges that Amazon's board spent less than 40 minutes approving these multi-billion dollar launch agreements without considering SpaceX. Now that's a serious claim. It certainly is. The lawsuit goes on to claim that SpaceX wasn't even listed as a potential launch provider. 
In 2020, Amazon was in talks with Blue Origin, Ariane Space ULA, and an unnamed fourth company for the Kuiper launch contracts, but not SpaceX. The complaint describes this omission as inexplicable. And yet, here we are with Amazon purchasing three Falcon 9 launches from SpaceX. It's a dramatic turn of events, to say the least. We'll have to see how this plays out. The first of these missions is set to take off in mid-2025. Absolutely, James. It's a space race like no other, and we'll be right here keeping our listeners updated on every twist and turn. From the vast expanse of space, we now turn our attention to another frontier that's equally intriguing and fraught with challenges, the world of genealogy and personal data. In a concerning development, DNA testing company 23andMe has reported a significant data breach. Let's delve into the details. In the wake of the recent 23andMe data breach, the company has revealed that around 14,000 customer accounts were accessed by hackers. That's about 0.1% of their customer base, Celeste. That's a significant number, James, but it's not just the 14,000 customers who are affected. Apparently, the hackers also accessed files containing profile information about other users' ancestry. These users had opted into 23andMe's DNA relatives feature. Right. It's a domino effect. One account gets breached, and suddenly the information of connected users is exposed. But the extent of this ripple effect is still unclear. The company hasn't specified how many of these other users were impacted. That's concerning. So what kind of data was stolen? The stolen data generally included ancestry information, and for a subset of those accounts, health-related information based on the user's genetics. For the others, 23andMe only said that the hackers stole profile information and then posted certain information online. It's all a bit... Vague? Yes, it is. And this is sensitive data we're talking about. It's not just about knowing someone's email or phone number. This is about people's genetic information. Exactly, Celeste. And what's more, this data was being sold on hacking forums. The price? Anywhere from $1 to $10 per victim. It's a whole new level of cybercrime. And it's not just 23andMe that's been targeted. There was another hacker on a different forum who claimed to have 300 terabytes of stolen 23andMe user data, asking for $50 million to sell the whole database. In response to the breach, 23andMe has now enforced password resets and multi-factor authentication. And it's not just them. Other DNA testing companies like Ancestry and MyHeritage have started mandating two-factor authentication as well. It's a wake-up call for the industry. Absolutely, James. It's a stark reminder that no industry is immune to cyber threats. And with the sensitive nature of the data these companies hold, it's more crucial than ever to have robust security measures in place. While we continue to keep an eye on the cybersecurity landscape, let's shift gears and delve into the world of gaming. With the tech industry constantly evolving, it seems Microsoft has some intriguing plans up its sleeve. So, in the latest tech news, Microsoft's gaming CEO Phil Spencer has dropped some hints about a possible Xbox mobile store. Now, this is a fascinating development, isn't it, Celeste? Absolutely, James. Microsoft seems to be gearing up to go head-to-head -head with the big players, Apple and Google, in the mobile store arena. And Spencer doesn't think it's a distant dream either. Right. He mentioned in an interview that the launch isn't multiple years away. So we could be seeing this as soon as next year, if earlier reports are to be believed. That's intriguing. And this isn't just a solo project for Microsoft. 
Spencer mentioned they're in talks with partners who are also keen on exploring more monetization options on mobile platforms. Yes, indeed. And remember, this comes hot on the heels of Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. There were plans for Activision Blizzard to launch its own app store on Android, so this could be a strategic move. Interesting point, James. Plus, Activision Blizzard's mobile gaming hits like Candy Crush and Call of Duty Mobile could be significant assets in building out Microsoft's mobile gaming presence. Certainly, Celeste. Microsoft's filings last year revealed plans for an Xbox mobile platform that includes games by Activision and King. The acquisition of Activision Blizzard, which closed in October, might have even delayed Microsoft's mobile store launch plans. So it's all about offering choice to consumers, according to Spencer. But Microsoft's foray into mobile stores comes amid a challenging regulatory climate, doesn't it? It does. The ongoing legal tussle between Epic Games and Apple is a prime example. Despite Apple winning the legal battle earlier, Epic Games has asked the Supreme Court to review the matter. And Apple's also dealing with the European Commission's Digital Markets Act, which might force them to open their App Store ecosystem. Microsoft's mobile store plans could certainly shake things up in this space. Absolutely. It's a bold move from Microsoft, and it will be interesting to see how this plays out in the mobile store landscape.